Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church at Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. So our second reading of scripture, which is the focus of our meditation this morning, comes to us from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. Now after John was arrested, John the Baptist, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went A little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in a boat, mending the nets. Immediately, he called out to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. In the reading... We hear a couple different perspectives or stories about fishing. We hear first a story detailing actual fishermen, and then we hear a story of Jesus fishing, casting his net in search for the first disciples. It's a passage of scripture that resonates with the very core, I think, of how we understand our relationship to God. Jesus, a prophet, God with us, Emmanuel, calls us to leave everything we know behind in order to follow him. It's more, though, than leaving what's familiar. It's also about going and casting our rods or our nets to fish for others as well. But we shouldn't forget that the fishing that Jesus is encouraging his disciples to do, those first disciples and eventually us, goes much deeper than just searching for people. It goes deeper than just recruiting others. The fishing that Jesus asks of his disciples is a little more subversive. There's a little troublemaking scattered into Jesus's idea of what it means to fish for people. It's meant to change who we are It's meant to change who we are at the core. And it's meant to change the course 
of our human condition. I'm sure that when Jesus called the first disciples, they didn't really fully understand what it meant to be fishers of people. I mean, do we fully understand what it means to be fishers of people? And I'm sure they didn't understand what Jesus would ask them to do and how that would play into the reshaping of our history. You heard it in the reading this morning, where the Gospel of Mark continually emphasizes this word, time, kairos in Greek. Jesus' ministry on earth was focused on a sense of urgency, of bringing the kingdom of God to the world, or this ushering in of God's reign or dominion over all creation. This work of co-creation would start with the trades of those who fished for a living, a very humble profession, not some king or ruler or politician. Jesus would start with those who lived humbly, a vocation that fits with the thematic arc of salvation that God has envisioned. Thinking about fishing, though, this morning in our reading, I remember as a, as a kid, my father would sometimes take my sister and I out on fishing trips. And when I say trip, I don't mean day long or days long. I mean more like a, an hour before my sister and I started asking, when can we go home? But every time we would get excited at the prospect of catching a fish, but as I just said, 30 minutes in, we would start asking, can we go home now? After trying to keep us interested, my sister and I would try to focus a little more, waiting to see that little bob at the end of the line submerge under the water, indicating that you had a potential fish on the line. I can remember that feeling of catching a fish the anticipation of seeing what was on the other end. Truth be told, it was exhilarating until you pulled the fish out and I was faced with the prospect of trying to take the fish off the hook. Then and now to this day, one of the reasons why I don't go fishing is that is the one part I don't think I'll ever really be able to do without help from someone else. Fishing is a little more challenging than I thought. It's a little more violent or turbulent than I imagined. But maybe that's what makes it an appropriate image for us this morning. You see, in our contemporary reading of this passage from Mark, I think we often come to it looking through rose-colored glasses. Yes, Jesus is calling us to make disciples, asking us to be fishers of people. Isn't that nice? Yes, it's nice. But have you really thought about what's involved 
with the act of fishing or with the idea of being fishers of people. Because it's a little messy. As I stated just previously, fishing involves pulling a fish out of the water, sometimes in a net, sometimes pulling them out with a barbed hook, and ouch, that isn't a very pleasant feeling, a very pleasant thought. But this fishing image and the tools associated with the trade harkens back to what the prophets in the Old Testament taught us about what it means to also be fishers of people. That sometimes fishing just wasn't some nostalgic idea, but sometimes it wasn't what we thought. As the prophet Amos is one of the people Jesus was channeling this morning. The prophet Amos who calls out to the people of Israel because God is dissatisfied with them. Amos who says this, that the Lord has sworn by his holiness, the time is surely coming upon you when they shall take you away with hooks, even the last of you with fish hooks. See, in this imagery from Amos, it's not just about fishing for people, it's about also fishing out the many things that separate us. It's about lifting us out of chaos and bringing us into the light and love of God by casting our rod and hooking and fishing out the many injustices we have let go by. Perhaps then Jesus' invitations to be fishers of people is twofold. First, Jesus is inviting us to be fishers of people by being messengers of the good news that is the gospel. Maybe that's a given. Maybe that is a given for you. I don't know. But I don't think it's something we should take for granted. We shouldn't take this part of Jesus' vision for granted. Because the image of fishing also reminds us that out of these chaotics where we find others and ask them to join us, that we don't get to be selective about who we invite into our community. You don't get to choose what kind of fish you get to catch. It just happens. And Jesus, in this ministry of asking us to be fishers of people, is reminding us we don't get to say who does and who doesn't belong at this table. We don't get to say who does and doesn't belong in this community. We can't be selective. Jesus calls us into a deep sense where we can commune with the Holy Spirit, with one another, in a way that transcends the divisions we have erected. The second part, I think, of this twofold invitation requires action on our part, where we see this calling of the disciples as a call and response, almost like we see in our worship, where Christ continually extends the opportunity to embrace spiritual growth, to extend opportunities for us to embrace discipleship, and then expects us to respond with action. 
and appearing to the first disciples who came from humble occupations, Jesus was not only welcoming them into a community, but asking them to join in a collective movement. This movement sought to challenge the underpinnings of society. It sought to overturn what was expected, what was normal, because it would not have been common for Jesus, or it would not have been common for someone in Jesus's position to stand on the side of the oppressed, the dispossessed, the stranger, the poor, the victimized, the underpaid, the uninsured, and the forgotten. And if Jesus was here today asking us to be fishers of people, he would still probably find resistance to his radical call to be these type of things for people, to be these kind of advocates. Jesus asks us not only to be fishers of people, but fishers who will cast our rods and hooks and pull out the pollution that we have allowed to taint our communities. Fishing for people is dangerous yet liberating work. Dangerous because we open ourselves to criticism and therefore we're vulnerable. But it is also liberating because if we manage to overcome these hurdles, if we are able to overcome this feeling of vulnerability, it leads to a sense of freedom where we can then lead hard into the promises of God's kingdom. Friends, we're all sinners. We are all sinners wrapped by the grace of God who has called us. We have no right to say who is and isn't welcome at the table or who comes into our community simply because we don't like them based on a whole number of factors. Jesus calls us to be fishers of people, and we can't be picky. That may be hard to hear, but it's the truth, that God calls us to be fishers of people, and in order to be effective fishers of people, we can't be picky. For who can judge? Only God. And Jesus calls us to be fishers who hook and pull out the things that plague us. Jesus asks us to fish out the pollution in the waters of life in order to create an ocean, a sea that's no longer chaotic, but one that is filled with life. As I said in the beginning, the fishing that Jesus asks of his disciples is subversive. It's meant to change who we are in the course of our human condition. The question then is, will we follow? If extended the call. Will we? That is a choice, my friends, we have to make. Amen. Thanks again for listening. 
we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.